Ladies and gentlemen, leaders and fighters for freedom and liberty and the American dream, the best is yet to come. Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterullo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? <clears throat> so you remember last week when I uh, mentioned how I got bored and started writing fake near attendant tweets? Um, yep. And one of them <laughs> kind of had taken off a little bit. Well, uh, in the last week, it, it took off a lot more. <laughs> Someone put it on Reddit, and uh, that sparked uh, several hundred comments <laughs> and <laughs> then people started having to write like fact-checking articles <laughs> about it <laughs> because so many people thought it was real um and, and strangely people on reddit were like oh that's fake because you can it's dated 2016 but in her avatar near is wearing a covid mask and i don't know if people on reddit don't understand how avatars work but when you change it it's changed in all of your tweets, no matter how far back it goes, like that's just your. Like, I feel like people, yeah, people I, talking about that on Reddit aren't on Twitter, probably, which is why they're talking about it on Reddit. But your avatar on any social media platform, when you change it, it changes on everything, it, not just your tweets going forward or your Facebook posts going forward. Right. It, it, I don't know how they fucking thought that. They're not very social people on Reddit. It's it's it tends to it, it tends to be like one of the worst corners of the internet for discussion. Unfortunately, it, it really but, does. Uh, but um, so somebody posted this this article on the tweet, um, and this is from truthorfiction.com. Uh, multiple Twitter accounts shared and attributed an implausibly controversial tweet to Nirtan, and I would argue, <laughs> not so implausible, uh, which read. And this is something I made up, but again, the best satire stretches the truth the least amount. Uh, quote, Hitler was certainly controversial, but nobody gives him proper credit for fighting to the death or fighting to his death against communism. End quote. <laughs> and the same exact screenshot rapidly spread among Twitter users and onto Reddit. Not only was there no evidence the tweet was authentic and there would have been a Twitter residue, even if the tweet had been deleted, but several factors, uniform screenshots with no variation between them, no link to older iterations, an absence of replies and no earlier controversy associated with the purported com uh, commentary, despite Tandon's high-profile work and resultant scrutiny at the time, indicated that the screenshot was fabricated on or around December 1st, 2020, which was, in fact, the date that I posted it. So <laughs> right. Uh, but people, I mean, uh, so many people were convinced it was true because they were familiar with all the awful shit she said you know and it was just like a tiny little stretch of the truth and and yeah on reddit one person said you know it's funny because it's true you know because it's so believable and we are gonna need a new uh pose law name for this and somebody just said tandon's law <laughs> <laughs> I just and by the way just for people that don't know the reason that tweet was the, the extra funny was because it was basically a takeoff of her fucking tweet about Hitler from 2018, which I actually just pulled up here. 
she tweeted in response to somebody talking about how basically Hitler rose to power because the centrist wouldn't align uh, with the communists. And, you know, Hitler ended up taking a, a plurality, but not a majority of, of uh, their their parliamentary house. I don't exactly know what it's called, but the um, and, and that's how he ended up rising to power, among other reasons. Um, but it, her tweet was uh, and by the way, totally ahistorical. Her tweet makes it's just not true. Uh, actually, it was the communists not aligning with the centrists. That is how Hitler got to power. And then the communists were the first to be politically assassinated. So she's she's blaming the left for Hitler rising to power when it's actually the exact mm-hmm. opposite. Um, the centrists basically weren't as afraid of Hitler as the communists were because the communists were like, hey, he's a fucking maniac. And they're like, oh, no, he just, you know, the, 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 the centrists in, in Germany were saying the same shit that the New York Times was saying about Hitler, that he's just a populist and he's a rabble rouser and he's just trying to. Um, he's basically, he's harmless. He's all rhetoric, which the communists were like, no, that's not fucking true. We know who this guy is, you know, that's not the case. Yeah. But. Well, thankfully the liberals voted Hitler out of office eventually. And, <laughs> right, right. You know, the, the few, uh, Nazis that were left, uh, in France, thank God the, <clears throat> you know, liberals stormed the beaches of Normandy to liberate Fra- uh, France from communism. So. <laughs> Fuck. Well, yeah. I, just Pretty so you know, on the West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> you want a piece of me <laughs> oh man that fucking clip but best best 30 seconds of television of all time just oh God. unreal yep um, gotta, gotta love radical liberalism right <laughs> right well speaking that of some fucking thing this week with bradley whitford um oh how yeah. jesus was a radical liberal <laughs> yeah oh my god <laughs> that 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 term doesn't mean what you think it does bradley right Right, and then and then a bunch of right wingers were like posting articles like, "No, Jesus wasn't a socialist." And I think I'd post under them, "No, you're right. He was actually a communist. He he didn't believe in any kind of you know, uh, you know. It, it's just these fucking people are such idiots. Like it, it's unreal. They don't even read the book that they claim is like the fucking you know well, animating we're gonna, we're principle gonna... for the entire universe. But um... yeah, yeah. Well, we're gonna get into. You know some of the ways that people can, uh, you know, the the reasons why they use such vague terminology as a form of mind control versus why they hate specific demands. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, I want to start out here um, by it's this is a little bit kind of like not really current news because it's kind of always happening. But just like the low level CIA propaganda, CIA propaganda, sorry, uh, that's constantly in our news media. And it doesn't matter what, you know, whether it's Fox or CNN or NPR or MSNBC, it's always there. You know, it's it's just constant state propaganda. Um, and, and you know, the, what the media does, they'll, they'll have some guy who, you know, some milquetoast vanilla soy boy who nobody fucking knows, right? Because they're just an empty vessel. Uh, and they'll put them on for like a, a two-minute, three-minute segment on some network, right? But then they'll run, you know, 15 articles about that segment, right? So it just, like, you know, tries to fill up the vet, you know, the, the all the space they can with just a rumor about shit. So people, you know, like, are constantly afraid. You know, the the there's that um, great parody account on Twitter, uh, the U.S. Department of Fear, right? <laughs> and it just constantly, like, tweet, like, making parody out of all the things we're told to be afraid of. That don't even exist, right? Or or just like things that that 
the America does 10 times more. And there's this guy. His name's Ken Delanian. Uh, he's currently at Ken Delanian NBC on Twitter. And yeah, this guy is like... before on the show, too, I think. Yeah, he, he's the guy who got accidentally uh, said, oh, shit, oh, fuck, live on air oh, yeah, recently. Right, right. I forgot about that. That's when we <laughs> yeah. talked about him. Because he's, he's thought, um, like... Thought his Zoom connection had gone down, and it hadn't. So he said this live on air, and they're like, okay, looks like we lost Ken. <laughs> like, uh, no, you didn't. He was live, and that's why you cut him, because uh, he started dropping F-bombs. But this guy, like, has been, quote-unquote, you know, un- exposed to have worked with the CIA, you know, and when you work with the CIA, you work for the CIA, basically. <laughs> Yeah, he would run all of his stories. I think this was when he was at the Post, Washington Post. Um, but he's written all over the place, and he would literally send his stories to the CIA. Anything, anything national security related, or you know, anything that was focusing on um, governmental interests, he would forward to the CIA first before publishing. And actually, spiked several stories that the CIA basically was like, "Yeah, I don't publish that." Mm-hmm. Which which goes against every journalistic principle you're taught from fucking day one of journalism school. But, you know, this guy, like, whether or not he was actually, like, a CIA plant, meaning, like, he was sent to journalism by the CIA, or if he was just such a bootlicker that he sought out the CIA's, you know, guidance when he was, you know, just starting in journalism is unclear. But just one of the most pathetic fucking excuses for a journalist, you know, ever to, ever to, to you know, call himself a journalist. and. It's amazing to me that people still give him work on, you know, national TV and national print, you know, uh, outlets. It's uh, I'm, it's amazing he doesn't get more work, considering what a fucking that's, I mean, this good is true, lad he like, is for the state. It, it's just so, so pathetic. He, uh, they had him on for the for a clip where he basically his entire uh, source for what he was stating was like one far right general who just came up with an idea. Mm-hmm. Right. And no actual source. Like, that's what these guys do is they get access to people who are in the, you know, alleged deep state. But really, it's not the deep state. It's just people who work at NSA or the Pentagon. Mm. You know, and it's like they, they have addresses. They go on TV, too. Like, it's there's no there's no secret to this. Right. Right. And the so the headline of the article was, uh, you know, the, and keep in mind, the entire article, there's no link to any kind of source or journalism. It's just an article. You click on it, and it goes to the video of this guy talking, right? But the headline was, National Security Correspondent reports that China is conducting human tests to create biologically enhanced super soldiers. Well, that sounds <laughs> fucking scary, right? Right? Like, right. oh, biological, I'm, I'm like, what are they going to do? Like... So, and then it quotes him, quotes Kendallanian, imagine a sniper who can see twice as far as a human being. Just the idea that China is studying these things is pretty troubling. Uh, it says about China conducting human tests, develop soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. I don't know if this guy knows um, how actual snipers uh, use their vision, but they have a thing called a scope and binoculars to see 25 times farther than a human. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You could see, you know, 100 times further than a regular human, but you're, limit- you're still limited by how far that, that scope can see, <laughs> right? right? So, and, and I love that, like, the slight bit of racism there. Imagine a Chinese sniper who can see twice as far as a human being 
implying that the Chinese are somehow subhuman. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's yeah, that's another yeah, the wording on that alone. But again, it's just like there's this constant, and you hear this all the time, and it, it's really you can tell when you talk to. If you have any right wing relatives or, you know, just who will casually be like, well, you know, China and, and that fucking Democrats do this all the time, too. Well, you know, we China, we got to compete with them. We got to be, you know, we, we, we can't have them. It's like like they think that the Chinese are like scouting out the, like suburban rooftops, like ready to fucking pick them off as they, you know, drive to soccer practice. Like what? is the threat from China. Like, the, other than the fact that we won't be the, the, the world's leader in fucking, you know, military spending or any of these other absurd <laughs> right. fucking... Me- like, what... I don't the, understand the biggest, what the fear The biggest is. threat of China is we make a blockbuster film that offends them and they don't go to see it. They, like, ban the movie in their country and, like, you know, MGM right. loses a bunch of money. Like, you remember how they were remaking uh, the... Uh, what was the, the, the movie where Russia invades Montana? <clears throat> Oh, um, uh, fucking Red Dawn. Yeah, they were gonna re- remake Red Dawn and have it be China, and then like they scrapped it because China was like, "Nah, don't do that." Yeah. <laughs> so they just like quick changed it to North Korea, and then it was so like <laughs> ridiculous that nobody like they didn't. I don't right. even think it came out on in theaters. No, uh, it came out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was like a you know total dud, but total dud. Like like the reboot of um. RoboCop, where it's these all like you know fucking shiny black instead of silver, yeah. you know, uh, and it's just like why? Why do you have to do right. that? Like it's just it's ridiculous. So you know the idea of doing uh, what they call <clears throat> CRISPR gene editing, where uh, you know you're you're altering the DNA of a living being rather than you know growing a you know um, in a petri dish the genes you want for whatever. Which which I would right. say like that you know if China was. Uh, you know, growing super soldiers from scratch and basically saying, you know, from the time. No, it's baby, like Nazi shit. You, yeah, right. Not... Like that would be that would be fucking un- weird and fucked up. That's that's eugenics. Like, and, yeah, no, that's... Right. And and even in, in the clip, he says, <clears throat> Kendallinian says that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is, you know, essentially gene editing of of willing participants, uh, you know, later on. And, you know, and, and there's always research like this being done. It's just to what extent we're aware of it, right? Right. And he makes and, the and argument he makes the argument in the clip that this is the reason why we need a bigger budget to spy on China. And it's like, he just like openly admits to the crime of spying because spying and espionage is a crime in any country. You can go to jail for it. We've put people to death for that in this country. Um, and, and that's the whole thing is just the fear of China. And what's the point Well, the point is greater funding from Congress and the Biden administration is going to up that funding because we know China's bad, but you know, it's, it's like, like, Okay, uh, let's pretend that that is really awful. Well, (laughs) like if you know anything about the CIA, let's just start with the MK Ultra mind control experiments back in the seventies. Like, (laughs) like let's. I mean, complete lack of ethics, you know. And again, they'd say, well, that's you know, that's not the CIA today. But uh, you know, a a quick search of headlines, and people posted this in the comments uh, of the Twitter. You know, let's just a couple years ago. This was not some conspiracy theorist blog. This is The Atlantic, September 23, 2015, headline, Engineering Humans for War, Inside the Pentagon's Efforts to Create a Super Soldier and Change the Future of the Battlefield. <laughs> it's just, right. it's like, you know, this isn't some secret. They're, they're, they're like bragging about this shit. Uh, Forbes, Pentagon wants cyborg implants to make soldiers tougher. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then um, from DARPA, this is an internal memo. DARPA is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. 2014 memo, DARPA launches Biological Tech Office. New tech office will merge biology, engineering, and computer science to harness the power of natural systems <clears throat> for national security. Natural systems is the human body there, in case you didn't understand what their terminology was. So right. I read the Atlantic article, and it's amazing how they try to just make all the, like, you know, uh, Island of Dr. Moreau whore show shit sound legitimate with terms like uh, military-based transhumanism. It's like, well, that what does that mean? Th- that's just their way of saying cyborg. Like, they just right. literally want to have a fucking robot human that they can control. And, you know, and, and then the things they get funding for are insane. I mean, all the times we're told we can't have Medicare for all because we're going to get the money for that. It's going to things like this. And I'm going to quote from this, this Atlantic article. Um, talking about it, one, of their, one of their top people at DARPA, uh, his last name is Goldblatt. Uh, Goldblatt hired a biotech firm to develop a pain vaccine. If a soldier got shot, Goldblatt explained the vaccine would, quote, reduce the pain triggered by inflammation and swelling, uh, the d- desired result being 10 to 30 seconds of agony and then no pain for 30 days. Such a um. vaccine would allow the f- a warfighter to keep fighting so long as the bleeding could be stopped. So, yeah, we don't care about the fact that there's metal in your body. Uh, you know, as long as you're not in pain, you can keep on fighting. Like that's all they that's all they give a shit about. Which it right? shows you the regard that they have for for fucking human life. It's just right, you know. Like <laughs> your body's in pain to tell you there's something wrong with it. If you get rid of the pain, you're going to keep doing things. That I wouldn't are do that more. to my car, let alone a human being. If somebody's like, "Hey, you got a hole in your <laughs> en- your engine here? Let's patch it up. It'll it'll run great for thirty days and then die on you." I'd be oh, like, yeah, "No, the, that's idiotic." The like, check engine light's been on for like months. I just put a piece of black tape over it so I don't have to look at it. <laughs> Right, Problem it's like what does my fucking car, let alone a human being who you're so, fucking, you know. So you got to stop that bleeding, right? So to to develop new ways to try to stop bleeding, Goldblatt initiated another program that involved injecting millions of microscopic magnets into a person, which could um. then later be brought together <laughs> into a single area to stop the bleeding with the wave of a wand. I'm assuming metal. <laughs> aka the magneto fucking <laughs> experiment like what, the, I, I, what I, the assholes at darpa and all these other places are just watching like fucking bad marvel movies and like stealing premises from them to create these like yeah it, insane experiments the 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 only thing i thought was unrealistic about uh the the x-men wolverine movie logan was that they put the the evil you know testing on children lab in mexico and that shit would have been <laughs> like oh yeah in, in you know, Galveston or something exactly it would have been a fucking you know <laughs> in a in the fifth ex- urban ring of uh, freeways outside of Houston right right but so, yeah. you know and it's not like yeah I mean it's can you imagine if we found out China was you know injecting like black men with like syphilis to see how it reacted in their bodies and then we're telling them they're providing them health care or something like that that would really be uh really be something to, to, you know, invade them over, um, you know, well, obviously. And, and the thing that, that we don't understand about China or that we do understand and hate about China is that they would never have to do that unwillingly because so many people would sign up because they believe it's in the, the national interest of their country that they would never have to do that against the will of their own citizens. People would just be like, yeah, I, why wouldn't I want to have better vision? 
and be a better soldier for, you know, this, like the greatest country, <laughs> you know, uh, most prosperous nation, most populous nation. Like they don't, the reason that, pe- that the, everyone in that country loves their country is because they're taken care of by their country. Uh, unlike America, where we can't even get the government to give us a fucking dime when we're out of work and can't give us uh, any kind of health care during a pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, I, just real quick before we get off the, the, the China thing, uh, the, the whole idea of, like, you know, this, the, the editing, the CRISPR, like, all that stuff is important and actually, um, you know, good for the, you know, for the greater good long term if we can use it as a way to uh, eliminate diseases and, you know, cure just – there's a lot of uh, positive, you know, uh, the benefits to – being able to potentially figure out how to edit, you know, adult consenting humans uh, genetic sequences. It's just a matter of, you know, uh, what we do with that te- technology is the real fucking issue. And the other really f- yeah, yeah. And the other really funny thing is that also this week Biden announced that or well, they didn't announce but you know, they leaked to the papers, so essentially they announced that Buttigieg, Pete Buttigieg is up for um ambassador to china <laughs> as a potential <laughs> role in biden's cabinet which is just hilarious because we're talking about spying on china i'm like there's a thousand percent chance that is the only reason he's being put in that seat because he this fucking clown was a mayor of a small town that is literally the only political experience he's ever had um a terrible mayor by the way of a small town hated by the hated by south bend fucking you know helped cover up massive uh racist you know scandal in his police department uh and he's being considered uh for a position as ambassador to uh one of the most populous nations in the world so you know that's that's the fucking uh way that you fail up in dc uh when you're a completely unlikable fucking sycophant cia plant like Pete Buttigieg. but i just imagine I- him being led around china to all these places that are like tourist attractions and him thinking that he's like you know gathering all this like really valuable intel but like he's just taking pictures of like cherry blossoms you know like... right right he's got a little tie he touch keeps touching his little tie clip and taking little like fucking photos it's like oh and man he's, he's like taking um, meticulous records on right you know right. like like the, the koi fish thinking that it's like some kind of like <laughs> right like cause, you know well, when he was when he was in afghanistan driving a car for the cia he like tracked how many times he drove the car which is like not even something anyone else would keep no, record no. of <laughs> he, no he counted those as like actual missions and it's like you'd you just drove somebody across the fucking campus like that's not a mission right <laughs> you're <Right>. valet <laughs> right so yeah and and you know you mentioned covid and we should talk about covid because um it is raging out of control currently uh you know every state in the United States uh, is in the uncontrolled spread category of uh, COVID spread. We in Connecticut alone, where where I am, we had an eight point nine percent positivity rate yesterday. Eighty nine, uh, eighty nine hundred uh, new cases, eight thousand nine hundred new cases yesterday alone, which is twice the highest single day total we had back in April. When rightfully we were panicked and shutting everything down because, you know, it, we, we had to crush the, the curve and, you know, stop the spread and all that shit. Uh, so we're twice as bad as we were back then. And, of course, nothing is closed because uh, Capital stepped in and said, we've had enough of this. We're not going to let you 
stop the flow of money, regardless of how many fucking human beings we have to throw onto the pile of bodies, uh, as long as we can keep this fucking machine running. And, you know, both parties have completely bought into that uh, line of thinking in regards to COVID. Uh, we are, you know, talking about another stimulus. And prior to the fucking election, the Republicans were offering to do a stimulus package for, I think it was $1.8 which included direct stimulus checks, another round of $1,200 stimulus checks. And Pelosi uh fucking vetoed it or you know just wouldn't let it wouldn't let it come up for a vote and she kept saying it was because she wanted to ban the uh the corporate uh immunity clause from the relief bill um but we all knew that was bullshit because of course she doesn't give a shit about uh indemnifying corporations from you know being sued over forcing their employees to work during a global pandemic uh she just didn't want to give trump the political victory and it's been proven completely true because now she's supporting this new bipartisan $908 billion um, stimulus, which is half the amount of stimulus as the previous bill and includes no direct checks to Americans uh, and a smaller unemployment extension. Well, uh, and it was previously. I mean, originally when I'd heard it was, it was Trump that proposed a 1.9 or $1.8 trillion. Well, he supported thing. it. Yeah. He said he would and sign he, it. He even said, go big. He said, go big. And a lot of Republicans didn't support that because they don't support anything that actually will benefit uh, anyone in their wallet uh, at the end of the day. But, of course, neither does Pelosi. And there was just like the, the, the swarm of, you know, cover for Pelosi on this, you know, and cover for Biden on this. Um, we got a clip of Biden coming up here in a minute. But this was just just infuriating how. Right-wing talking points become liberal talking points with a blink of an eye. Right. Uh, headline here, here's why a second round of stimulus checks aren't in any of the most recent proposals. And uh, the, the section title I'm going to quote here from, most people aren't actually hurting. Or actually, most people actually aren't hurting. And this is just how insane you can make people uh, with just a few words. Um because I, I, I quoted this and I, I sent this to my own mother, who immediately agreed with it. Oh and I had to, I, I called her up and we had a little chat after this. But we <laughs> uh, were talking to. Yeah. So this, this quote here, uh, despite the recent slowdown in the economic recovery, many indicators of financial health have recovered since April, including the unemployment rate, GDP and consumer spending, among others. Uh, that is another reason why stimulus checks are less popular now among lawmakers. Quote, I read a quote from an economist here uh, named Dean Baker. Most people actually aren't hurting right now. That doesn't minimize at all the fact that a lot of people are actually hurting really, really bad, said Baker, chief economist. Oh, sure. No, it doesn't minimize it. <laughs> Uh, said Dean Baker, chief economist at the Center for Economic and Policy Research. But, again, quote, If you're talking about a limited pot of money, it doesn't make sense to give $1,200 to a lot of people who are basically doing just fine. End quote. It's not a limited pot of... I mean, I know. Everyone that's listening knows it's not a limited pot of money. That's a total fucking fiction that need, that even these assholes don't believe this is, in. This is the they same... just use it right-wing talking point they use to say, well, we can't abolish all student debt because lots of people 
are are financially well off and don't need their debt absolved. Well, if you're financially well off, you don't have debt in the first place, right? right. Or, or Joe Biden saying, well, it wouldn't be fair to my son who died of cancer if people got health care for free. Like right. just, that, that's just, it, it's so illogical. That's, it's the opposite. Hey, you know, reality. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fair uh, to all the people that died of COVID if we all got a vaccine and were able to actually resume normal life because you know right. they didn't get that vaccine. So it's not fair to them if we all you know to vaccinate ourselves against COVID. So I sent this to my mother, and she replied that <clears throat> well, well, I agree. You know, I don't think sending twelve hundred dollars to everybody would solve any problem. And I'm like, listen, the whole idea is stimulus. So. Even if you are doing fine, you know, if you're doing fine, an extra $1,200 is a drop in the bucket, and it's not some giant payday, right? But if you're about to be evicted, that $1,200 could be the difference between saving your life, right? right? So so the idea that, like, if we can save some lives, that somebody who's, you know, makes eighty grand a year gets an extra 1200 bucks, so what? Good for them. And yeah, the whole idea it's is fucking it's fake stimulus. anyway. It's we just it, created it. We printed it. It doesn't fucking right. And it's fucking stimulus. So the whole point of stimulating the economy, somebody <clears> who's <throat> already doing fine gets a little bit more money. They're gonna fucking spend it. So you it 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 worked. <laughs> it stimulated the economy more. And it, and this is and I and I don't remember who said this quote. And I don't remember the exact quote, but it, it was really one of the most true things I've ever heard. Any time that you means test a program, you're ensuring that. Some segment of the people that need that stimu- that program are not going to be able to have access to it. Exactly. That's just the way the way it is because people have different circumstances. You know, like I, for me, for example, I have a full time job. You know, forty hours a week, decent pay. But uh, I, I like everybody else, is spending a lot more money during this pandemic, probably because I'm trying not to fucking expose myself constantly to a situation where I can contract COVID and pass it on to my, you know, my in-laws or my, my, my wife, like people that are, you know, not, um, people that are, that could be at risk for COVID. So I'm trying to order as much online as I can order as much delivery as I can, which means, you know, tip, I always tip, uh, delivery people at least 20% cause I'm not going to make them fucking, you know, risk their life for pennies. Cause I know these companies don't pay them anything. Um, so it's costing me a ton of more money. I'm driving a lot more cause I'm trying not to stay at two places. Uh, so I don't further expand my kind of COVID, you know, quarantine bubble. There are so many people who are in situations like that or in situations where it's like, well, yeah, they're working, but their hours got cut in half so that they can't file for unemployment cause they don't qualify for unemployment, mm-hmm. but they can't fucking make what they used to make, which was barely enough to fucking pay their rent and utilities as it is. Or, you know, if they were working in hair salons, they had, you know, yeah, 15 people a week were, down to 10 people a week. They can't you know, fucking file for unemployment. They have if no, you were a server in a state where the, the minimum wage for being a server is $2.50, and you right. file for unemployment, you get half of that. Right. Exactly. Like you, it's literally, fucking, you, it's, you're getting it's a check nothing. that barely covers the cost of postage for that check. It's, it's, it's nothing. And, yet, like, my, my stepdad has, like, a... He he he's like a food distributor. He 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 you know buys from like the wholesale markets like meat and produce and all that stuff, and then you know delivers it to restaurants. Right. Well, his business got cut by more than half because of the pandemic because people can't go to fucking restaurants. You know for good reason. But um, yeah, he can't file for unemployment because he's got to still try to make as much as he can just in right. the half. But 
he get you know it's just question, there's so many though, situations like, if people are yeah. eating less out at restaurants i would assume they're shopping at the grocery store more does does he also deliver to um uh to retail grocers no they, they get i think they all have their own distribution chains it's just like yeah. re, like local restaurants and you know bars and stuff like that they get from like either small guys like him or from like conagra or us foods and people like that who just deliver but like he's he's easier to call up like that day and be like, hey, I need three cases of chicken wings and four you know heads right. of whatever it is. But and those but, orders but, are more uh, fluid than grocery stores where they're they're yeah you know, what they're selling is is pretty consistent. Whereas restaurants change up their menus and those kind of things can change. I I was a uh, kitchen manager at a bar uh, and did all the product ordering. And on right, any given right. day, I, I might you know meet with. Uh, you know, one of our vendors and be like, oh, yeah, I want a bunch more of this instead of that. So like that that stuff changes constantly. Right. And it's just but and again, there's just so many little examples in, di- in different industries where it's like they don't qualify for unemployment, which, as you said, is a fucking pittance anyway. If you were relying on like, I don't know too many people who fucking just, you know uh can stop can stash away half their paycheck like i've never been able to stash away any significant portion of my paycheck uh to save after paying bills and buying food for the week and you know all this other shit um it, it, it's 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 insulting to say oh well you're unemployed your unemployment should be your fucking full salary like that's insane to begin with just right. just from the jump and then like i said there are tons of people who don't even fucking qualify for that, and in the and the fact that we're even talking about twelve hundred dollar one time payment is a fucking insult too. I mean, we should be getting two thousand dollars a month, every man, woman, and child, or man, you know, adults basically, and then you know whatever it is for children, like the, the <laughs> five hundred like, or a thousand, like six year old kids on YouTube being <laughs> right, like, right. fucking two grand, <laughs> living large, just so making the, it rain in fucking YouTube yeah, videos. The, the thing that I find <clears> so infuriating <throat> is is the big gaslighting part of what this guy Dean Baker uh, said. Uh, where he says, you know, twelve hundred dollars is a, a lot of money uh, that you don't want to spend on people who are already doing just fine, right? And pretending as though like we have a limited amount of funds to spend, right? Uh, okay, so I just wanted to to pull up um, some stats about uh, the assets of an organization that is. Uh, I would well, I'll just tell you all the things they have, and let's decide if they're doing just fine. Sure. Uh, so we have here. Um, Size of the United States military in March 2017 by unit type. Tactical aircraft, 3,476. Tanks, 2,831. Attack helicopters, 760. Unmanned aerial vehicles, that would be drones, 637. ICBM launchers, 450. Bombers, 157. Cruisers, destroyers, and frigates, 93. Submarines, 68. Amphibious ships, uh, 31. Aircraft carriers ten. So, uh, where does he get all those wonderful toys? U.S. <laughs> right. military got a lot of hardware. Doing, doing. I, I don't know. Do you think they're doing okay? They got enough. I think, I think they're probably okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Yeah. I don't think so, they're hurting for. Uh... I don't think they need any more money. Uh, and yet, this year, two thousand twenty, we decided to give the Pentagon another eight hundred and fifty billion dollars. Yep, one year. Almost, almost a trillion dollars. Like we're, we're we're probably about three or four years away from hitting a trillion dollars a year to the Pentagon to build shit that we don't need and we don't use as a fucking kickback to the defense industry who puts all these people in office. So that's where our fucking money is going. And again, 
this there's not some fucking minute you know finite pool of money we print our own fucking money anytime that the stock market is tanking the fed will just print off a fucking trillion dollars and dump it into the fucking abyss and it just disappears right away so they don't even print it it's just it's no, they, yeah, they, they don't even just they oh, don't hey, even um, mint it which is hit, hit the zero key uh like 15 times and then hit return and that that's right. the economy right <laughs> right and then it, oh just... you you wanted a vaccine well guess what uh you're gonna be billed for that uh, and then you could apply to have that refunded at a later date. Right. It's it's just, it's fucking disgusting. So I actually, here, I have a couple clips from this I want to play because it all yeah. ties in. Um, but this is Pelosi in a press conference. And again, just it, the, the, the level of mask off that people like Pelosi and Biden get to when they're questioned, it's just so like on the level with what Trump does that it's amazing that liberals will still defend her and still defend people like Biden when they literally are not only of, of the same personality type, but they're t- using the same talking points. And actually in this case, they're using talking points to Trump's right. Because like we said, he doesn't give a fuck. There was an article that came out that he said privately, he'd be willing to um, support up to two, th- up to a $2,000 stimulus check. So b- the I, fucking like, Democrats are not even, are hemming you, and hawing over a thousand. Do you feel how strong like the the urge of getting red pilled by how awful the Democrats are? Like I, that, I get it now. I, I fucking get how people, I understand. Like, yeah, exactly. Funded. I I get how those people got red pilled by just how fucking terrible the Democrats are. <laughs> right, and they're picking a slightly worse alternative. But it's the idea is like it, you're being so driven away by the the party that's supposed to represent your interests that. It's this is why we're 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 having that that red pilled fucking issue where all these people are you know now grifting for Republicans instead of grifting for Democrats. And don't get um, me wrong, like I'm I, that, I'm never gonna let that happen. I'm just saying that I understand no, no, how that, of how that I mean, does fuck, happen to certain people because equally as bad. And but it, yeah, or, you know, I mean it's it's it, I, yeah I would say equally as bad but in different in, ways. In, like, in, in we're, we're never gonna yeah, right. we're never gonna ignore the white supremacy we're never going to ignore that racist fucking wall those people don't even like republicans anyway they're to the right of the you know it's again it's it's all there's no major party in this country that is not complete shit with one or two maybe you know bright spots or 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 less shit spots than the rest of it like it's just yeah but well here let's play pelosi's clip and we'll we'll talk about it because it's just I, I can never support a fucking party like this. Like I, I never want to support a party headed by somebody as fucking craven and disgusting as Nancy Pelosi. So here's here's her in a press conference this week. Not to accept half of a loaf months ago when you said I'm not going to accept half a loaf. Look, I'm going to tell you something. Now, don't, don't characterize what we did before as a mistake, as a preface to your question. If you want an answer, that was not a mistake. It was a decision. And it has taken us to a place where we can do the right thing without other, shall we say, considerations in the legislation that we don't want. Now, that is it. Now, the fact is, I'm very proud of where we are. My chairs, my chairs have worked very hard on all of this. They were not even happy with a a proposal that we made the other day before we saw this proposal. They thought we had come back to too small. So it's not about an individual. It's about how we address the needs of the American people. And we have to do it in a scientific way. And we have to do it in a way that recognizes people need food on the table. They need to get their rent paid. They need money in their pockets. They need their unemployment insurance to be there. They do not need 
a whole cacophony of other things that are on the agenda that have nothing to do with meeting their needs. So we're very pleased at where it is. And as I say, with a Democratic president committed to a scientific solution for this, with the idea that we will have a vaccine, it's a complete game changer from them. So uh, there's so many things to get into with that. First of all, she says um, that wasn't a mistake because, you know, she got up in arms that they basically implied that she's an idiot, which she totally is when it comes to strategy. Um, she said that was a decision. So she's admitting that it was a decision to hold off on a bigger stimulus bill that they could have gotten before the election in order to not give Trump of any fucking positive press. And now they're coming back and working on a much smaller stimulus bill. So she's admitting that that's a decision. Number one, which we said at the time, but she was denied up and down. Um, number two, she said that now the bill has, you know, things that they want in it without all this stuff that they didn't want in it. Well, the bill before had corporate liability protection and it still has corporate liability protection, but what it had before and it doesn't have now is direct stimulus payments to all Americans. So is that what she's talking about? Is it the fact that the bill now has less unemployment insurance, extra unemployment per week? Because it was 600. Now I think it's down to 400. And I think some Republicans are trying to get it to a, a zero extra unemployment and a one-time $600 check. Um, so what the fuck is she talking about? Because she's just totally fucking wrong on her own piece of legislation, or she's completely no, mask off and admitting yeah. it's that they want the worst it's like shit. Saying, it, it's so you know, insane. Like we we didn't want to amputate the leg because we wanted to save the foot, so we only amputated the leg and we saved the foot, and then just you know uh, sew the foot onto like the hip, right? Job well done, Democrats. Right. And Joe um, Biden believes in science now, so we don't need any <laughs> stimulus. We're fine. Don't worry, guys. You know, and she's like, well, people need to put food on the table. Therefore, we are not going to give them any food on the table because we have a vaccine coming. Well, I don't know how I'm going to eat a vaccine. Um, but literally, you remember you remember last month when, you know, Pelosi was, was on TV and she was like, we're the party that feeds people. Well, guess what? No, we're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're like, no, literally, you're... literally, you're like, nope, nope. Got a means test the unemployment insurance which helps uh, not nearly as many people as they pretend to. You know, you mentioned before how anytime you means test access to benefits, a, a good chunk of the people who really do need it won't get it because, because of some right. technicality. You know, I, uh, the, the first stimulus was based on your tax returns. Well, I don't file tax returns because I just, you know, mark down on my W-4 the accurate amount so that I don't really get a return. Right, I get more of my paycheck up front rather than you know have the government hold on to that money interest free and then have to do a bunch of paperwork to get that money back. I just file what I actually am supposed to, right? And you know it works out to I and they end up keeping a little bit more than they're due, but I'd rather do that than than the hassle of paperwork. So I'm like, well, how do I get that twelve hundred dollars <throat> if I didn't file a tax return? Well, uh, someone sent me a link to the IRS page that said if you didn't file a return. Uh, fill out this online form, and then you do, and then at the end of it, it still says enter in the your uh, your tax code from the uh, your uh, 2018 filings, and it's like, but I, I didn't though. So you try to submit it, and it says well, you can't submit this form unless you enter in the code, and it's like, what? I, <laughs> what, right. what? This makes no fucking sense. So right. again, it's it's like the people that need it 
there's always going to be some hoops you got to jump through that that means that millions of people won't get it and you know that that's the whole reason why you want to apply it universally you know the whole reason right. you want to have universal health care is it so people don't have to fucking apply for shit because they right. get discouraged because it's so fucking difficult they give up right and then Everyone said, well, everyone that, you know, could have done it, you could have done that. And like, yeah, we, they tried and they realized it was futile. Right. Right. No, 100 percent. And and here I'm going to play a clip now from Biden, who this, you know, this week also went on this. Fu- He's 100 percent on board with this, you know, fuck everybody. Fuck these stimulus payments, basically. Um, total right wing framing. I mean, I'm going to play this clip for you and just try to imagine that this isn't Joe Biden saying it's Ronald Reagan saying it, and it sounds exactly the same in terms of rhetoric. Um, and here, I'll play the clip and we'll talk about it. A couple of days ago, I spoke with school cro- a school crossing guard, a server, a restaurant owner, and a stagehand. Good people, honorable people, decent, hardworking Americans from across the country. It reminded me of my dad, who lost his job in Scranton and eventually moved her family to Delaware, just outside of Wilmington, a place called Claymont. He used to say, you've heard me say it before, Joey, I don't expect the government to solve my problems, but I expect them at least to understand my problems. The folks I'm talking about, the folks out there aren't looking for a handout. They just need help. They're in trouble through no fault of their own. Nothing they did cause them to have hours cut or lose their job or drop out of the market. What they need, they need us to understand. We're in a crisis. We need to come together as a nation. We need the Congress to act and act now. If Congress and President Trump fail to act by the end of December, 12 million Americans will lose their unemployment benefits they rely on. Merry Christmas. Unemployment benefits allowing them to keep food on the table, to keep the lights on and the heat on, pay their bills. Emergency paid leave will end. The moratorium on evictions will expire. States will lose the vital tools they need to pay for COVID testing and public health. So, uh, I, I do I do love right right <laughs> I do I do love paying 30% of my fucking paycheck for the government's uh, understanding every week that's that's something I enjoy the most I think it, this motherfucker I mean I just you know if I see him it's on site like real like it's just so it, you know people spamming. don't want right, right yeah no, just climb right. up on the fucking what, what are the, what are the things called around a, the, the turnbuckle turn but you just yeah right. fucking tap your elbow and just let it <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it, this, he's so fucking out of touch. It's under people don't want to hand it. It's not a fucking handout, you fucking geriatric prick. It's money that we are fucking owed for the government from the government for fucking services we pay for that they did not deliver. It's a fucking refund on the fucking failures of government, the fucking government that was supposed to protect us from this pandemic that did shit to help that, you know, that made the situation exponentially worse. Um you need to fucking take care of us now. That's what, that's what the government, that's why we pay fucking taxes. Like, this is not a fucking handout, you fucking prick, you multimillionaire motherfucker. Like, it's just so offensive well, on every level for him to fucking say that, but. I, I mean, I, we, the thing he's sort of trying to say is that it, that any kind of stimulus is not a handout. It's actually an entitlement, right? 
But, but he doesn't he support frames, any stimulus. Like, right, exactly. Fucking, but he, he frames it as, uh, you know, the, the, the people don't expect the government to help them. They just expect the government to understand why they need help. It's like, no, 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 no. I, you definitely need to fucking help me or uh, we're going to bring down more police precincts, motherfucker. Right. Like, if you, if you really think that we don't expect uh, the government to actually help, right, and to only just understand, you're fucking insane. Well, and so he tweeted today, and again, I just my every time I fucking see a tweet from him, my blood pressure rises. Uh, today I'm announcing key COVID-19 priorities for the first 100 days of my administration. First point, everyone wears a mask. Just everyone wears a mask. No, you know, not going to legally mandate it or, you know, whatever. Just, just miraculously, everyone wears a mask uh, somehow, even though half the idiots in this country refuse to. Uh, second priority, 100 million vaccinations, which... People pointed out is only 50 million people because it's a two dose vaccine. Uh, third priority, <laughs> right? We, but of course, he'd frames it so it makes it sound a lot better. Third priority, reopen the majority of schools. With these steps, we can change the course of the disease and change uh, life in America for the better. So make sure we get everyone back to school so their parents can keep the fucking machine of capitalism going. Never mind the fact that the kids are actually becoming fucking asymptomatic spreaders, which is why it's so much worse now that we reopen schools in this country. Um, fucking, there's nothing in there about healthcare, nothing in there about expanding unemployment, nothing in there about stimulus, nothing in there about rent moratoriums, nothing in there about debt forgiveness. It, there's fucking nothing. It's just, oh, well, you know, wear a mask. Uh, we'll get vaccines to some of you and uh, get back to school. How is that any different than what Trump is doing? Or or anyone it's, else? It's in, not in different. Fucking it's not different it, it's, at all. It's, it's um, fucking nothing. It's it, it's just the he know, believes in science, though, so we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. I, yeah, I, it's it's nobody like he like he said. Nothing's going to fundamentally change, but he just doesn't. Um, you know, he, he doesn't know anything aside from what his advisors tell him, and his advisors are. By and large, with the, I mean, I I haven't found a good one yet. Out of you know his cabinet picks, his the people he's been surrounded with. Uh, just, just I'm not going to read anything here aside from the headline, the byline. But uh, headline here: Longtime Biden advisor lobbied on behalf of Trump's corporate tax cut. Uh, Cynthia Hogan worked as a top lobbyist for Apple and led the NFL's lobbying division during a high-profile domestic violence scandal. So that's there's Team Biden for you, right? I, and just to point out to, to people, and this is a this is from a tweet: uh, deadliest days in American history, based on you know a single event or factor. Uh, Galveston hurricane, eight thousand people. Number one, number two, Antietam, thirty six hundred people. Number three, nine eleven, twenty nine hundred and seventy seven people. Last Thursday, twenty eight uh, hundred sixty one. Last Wednesday, twenty seven sixty two. Last Tuesday, twenty four sixty one. Just last days, Friday, days of the week. Days of the week. Yeah. Last Friday, twenty four thirty nine. Pearl Harbor, twenty four oh three. So, <laughs> <laughs> just just you know, just in case you're worried that this is a fucking you know right. not a. And then and then this then the sequel Friday after next. Uh, that'll <laughs> right. be the next. <laughs> But I, I just, I, 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 it just fucking enrages me that this motherfucker has the gall to act like he's doing something, 
it, it's it's just that fucking meme that Adam. I don't even know what anime it's from. Where it's like, uh, you know, my work here is finished, but you didn't do anything, and then the guy like runs away with the cape fluttering yeah, behind him. I love it. I that, love it. That's Joe Biden's entire presidency. I think that's from Sailor Moon, actually. Is it okay? Yeah. That's Joe Biden's entire presidency. I mean, it, it's just fucking infuriating. But yeah, well, it, 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 for. the the idea that we like we don't need a stimulus because we have a new president and a vaccine coming next year. <laughs> Uh, I tweeted this out, and it kind of went mini-viral about, um, yeah, I got several hundred retweets here. Um, yeah, uh, telling my landlord that I won't be paying rent because we have a new president next year and a vaccine coming. <laughs> right, right, right. And the only difference now is that we have to convince the fucking liberals that this is a problem because they think that everything is fine now that Joe Biden is in office. So it's actually a harder fucking road to hoe than it was previously because everyone was united in the in the idea that the government was doing fucking nothing. <sighs> And now the government's still going to be doing nothing, but the the liberals who are, you know, doing okay are going to be like, well, what's the problem? Joe Biden's in office. He believes in science. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Well, and, and this everyone's is exactly what Glenn, uh, Glenn Greenwald said back in 2008. He's like, we're, we're going to still be fighting the Bush wars, but no one's going to pay attention now because Obama's in office. This is, this is worse than Bush because... Right. No one's going to pay attention. Well, luckily that didn't happen. So, you know, <laughs> everything worked out okay. Glenn was just being a, a worrywart. Oh um, somebody tweeted the other day, we're going to end up in 15 wars by the end of the Biden's first administration because he just. Yeah. And no one's going to know about fucking, them. No, no one's going to know care. about them. You right? still, I t- you know, you talk to people about all the people, uh, all the countries Obama bombed. And they're like, well, that well, wasn't and- a war. We were just bombing them. Like, what the fuck do you think war and- is, you stupid motherfucker? Right. And just just to get, give people an indication of where Biden stands on this, and we already talked about his millions of fucking, uh, w- you know, wartime appointments, basically, to all these cabinet posts. Uh, the person, and this is from a tweet from Sarah Lazar, uh, the person Biden had report, uh, has reportedly picked to lead the DOD is on the board of Raytheon, a key supplier of bombs to the U.S., uh, to the U.S.-Saudi war in Yemen that has lobbied aggressively in opposition to curbs on arms sales to, by the Saudi-led coalition. Uh, and she's, of course, talking about Lloyd J. Austin, who's a retired general and former commander of U.S. Central Command. Um, but he's black, so, you know, it's diverse. That, that's really all the liberals will give a fuck about. Never mind the fact that he's a fucking butcher uh, who wants us to keep selling weapons to the other butchers in fucking Saudi Arabia who are you know, butchering people in Yemen. So that, that, that's who Biden wants to head up the DOD. So if it, if it gives you any indication of how Biden's going to feel about ending the fucking genocide in Yemen that we're complicit in and aiding and abetting, uh, that's a pretty good indication that he does not plan on ending that fucking genocide. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I did read that, uh, Trump wants to, uh, pull all of our troops out of Somalia. Right. And of course, you know, you, you read headlines that like that and you're just like, wait, 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 why we're at war in Somalia. You know, <laughs> right, right. So I, I, the, the, it was like the same time that was trending. Uh, it was also trending on Twitter that uh, Gwen Stefani had a new single coming out. And I was, I, I tweeted this. I was like, Gwen Stefani's got a new single. We're still at war in Somalia. Man, the 90s never ended. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, fuck. Yeah, man. Um, I just, I so we just, should just... we should talk a little bit more about Obama um, in his yeah. his uh, whirlwind book tour that he's been on. Uh, where he's been uh, repeatedly just attacking the left every chance he gets. That's what he does best. Um, so this was this came out. Uh, this was just after we recorded last week that he uh, basically said that the the phrase the slogan uh, defund the police 
Uh, he said that uh, you lose a big chunk of your audience when you use snappy slogans like defund the police, right? As though that was just a slogan and not a concrete demand. You know, right. so many other people have said this, and, and it's like, well, that doesn't help the Democratic Party. It's like, it's not for the Democratic Party, you piece of shit. Um, so I've got two pieces here I want to quote a, a little bit extensively, uh, because it just, it, it articulates it better than I could, right? And it also, like, kind of fleshes out some of his quotes, where it, it makes it clear what he's doing and why he's doing it here. So, uh, first article, Barack Obama thinks woke kids want purity. They don't. They want progress. So... Uh, starts out with him quoting, We can't completely remake society in a minute, Obama said, so we have to make some accommodations to the existing structures. He added, This idea of purity, uh, and you're never compromised, and you're always politically woke and all that stuff, you should get over that quickly. The world is messy. There are ambiguities. People who do really good stuff have flaws. People who you are fighting may love their kids and share certain things with you. So just like, oh, if you have kids, you must be a good person automatically. Uh, Yeah. So it it switches to the narrator here. Um, In an early instance of his ideological pattern at a 2016 youth town hall in London, Obama spoke generally of Black Lives Matter while referring to a handful of activists who confronted him. um, Oh, I'm sorry, who confronted Democratic nominee Hillary Clinton for her role in criminalizing black youth. Again, quoting Obama, once you've highlighted an issue and brought it uh, uh, to the people's attention, then you can't just keep on yelling at them. You can't, uh, and you can't refuse to meet with them because that might compromise the purity of your position. The value of social um, uh, movements and activism is to get you at the table, to get you into the room. So, no, you have to keep yelling at them. Because if you only yell at them once and then go away, they won't do anything, Sunrise yeah. Movement. And he knows that. He of course knows he knows that. that. Of course he knows. And he's not trying to give good advice because he thinks it's going to work. He's trying to tell people exactly what he wants them to do, which is to go away, to stop agitating because right. he's annoyed by it, uh, which they all are, right? That's why you have to keep doing it. So it continues here. A few months later, in a Howard commencement <clears throat> address, with Chicago protests of the police killing of Laquan McDonald not far in the distance, he told the audience of mostly black students about his criminal justice reform as a state senator. Quote, I can say this unequivocally. Without at least the acceptance of the police organizations in Illinois, I could never have gotten close to those criminal justice bills passed. Uh, if you think that the only way forward is to be as uncompromising as possible, you will feel good about yourself you will enjoy a certain moral purity, but you're not going to get what you want. <laughs> Which, again, is not the point. And the point is not to get something done that is half-assed. The point is to get what you want. When right? he's furthering the his, his the great the greatest myth in American in modern American politics is that Obama ever actually wanted any of the things that he advocated for, and he fucking yeah. knows that. Like he right. he furthers that myth because that's the that's the fucking get out of jail free card when you're trying to explain to a liberal why he's such a fucking right wing monster. Uh, it's always, well, you know, he tried, but he understood that you can't make perfect the enemy of the good and blah, 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 blah. He never fucking wanted any of those things. He just understands that he has to keep perpetuating that idea so that liberals have that out and they can never further critically examine uh, the fact that we have two right-wing parties in this fucking country that doesn't give a shit about doing any of the things that they purport to care about. So that's that's Obama's biggest goal whenever he opens his mouth. 
and it's kind of the most interesting thing about all these excerpts we're getting from his book because when you write a book even if you're not writing it yourself even if you're dictating it you can't you can't keep that persona up for that long of a period of time so that's why we're seeing no, what you're a telling fucking, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're telling yourself. And we, we're seeing what a sociopath he is just right. by all these little fucking insights from his book because it's just when you talk for that long, you're bound to, as you said, tell on yourself. So th- th- that's the greatest distillation of who Obama really is, is yeah. the way he comes across, presents himself in his book. But liberals won't, you know, they'll gloss over that and they'll read all the flowery stuff, he, you know, that he writes about himself in there on top of that and just ignore the bad shit. So I've got one more quote here and then two more paragraphs from this piece. And then uh, the next one here uh, we'll we'll jump into uh, also. So his last quote I got here is, uh, one of the things I do worry about sometimes among progressives in the United States, which is, uh, this is going to be a lie, uh, (laughs) is a certain kind of, uh, one of the things I worry about in progressives in the United States is a certain kind of rigidity where we say, uh, I'm sorry, this is how it's going to be. And then we start a circular firing squad where you start shooting at your allies because one of them has strayed from the uh, purity of the issues, which, again, you're not an ally to us, so don't pretend like us attacking you. <laughs> I love how he says we, like ourselves. he fucking has ever, has ever been rigid about anything in his fucking right. political career. <laughs> so the, the, the writer of this article uh, kind of closes it out here. While discussing Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King as examples of patient progress, Obama freezes them in time. He failed to note uh, either King or Park's evolutions. Over time, King became more radicalized and questioned integration. When Parks was forced uh, to Detroit to retreat from the backlash against her bus boycott activism, she became a proponent of the Black Panther's self-defiance uh, demands and identified Malcolm X as one of her personal heroes. Obama also fails to discuss how, despite King's strategies in negotiating with Lyndon Johnson to sign the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Congress waffled on passing further civil rights measures until the 1968 uh, riots after King's assassination, when Congress was forced to swiftly pass the Fair Housing Act. So, yeah, again, right. they, they, they pick and choose the, the parts they want here. So well, He's the, one of the biggest proponents of that conservative, you know, uh, bi- bipartisan fucking whitewashing of, of Rosa Parks and um, uh, MLK and Malcolm X, where it's just like, oh, no, right. they just wanted, you know, fucking gradual so, change. So why is he actually doing all this? Like, what is, what is the point of all of it? We've touched on this a couple times, but it's he's pretending as though he's trying to give, you know, uh, old sage advice as a former organizer to the left about, you know, how to, how to do it better. Right. And he's really not. He's, he's basically, they're admitting what is effective and why they don't want you to do it every time they tell you, uh, you know, uh-uh-uh, that's not the way you're supposed to do it. Like, no, 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 that, that's, you're, you're getting to them when they admit what they don't want you to do. <laughs> right. He's, he's the liberals fucking closer. He's Mariano Rivera. He, they bring right. him in at the end of the game to fucking throw the hundred mile an hour cutter to fucking strike out the fucking left and and sit them back down when they start getting too powerful. Whenever the left is actually uh, moving the needle in terms of public opinion, which, you know, we do all the time on things like Medicare, he's usually brought in to fucking stifle that. Now, the great thing is that he's becoming late career Mariano Rivera, who didn't have his best stuff anymore and is not as effective and is blowing saves and it, and people are more people are starting to realize like we can hit this motherfucker um he's not invincible anymore so i think that gradually over time his luster is worn off and it will eventually wear off to the point where 
he can come out and say this shit and there will still be some segment of Ivy League liberals who will who will eat it up, but the oh, yeah, general you, population you that, that that Eli uh, Valley cartoon where uh, Frederick Douglass is oh, saying, God. you know, power concedes nothing without a demand, and right. Obama is saying, no, 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 come on, that's that's a little. Don't you want to, you know, let's let's soften that. That's a little bit too, you know, whatever. Right, right. And then of course people accused Eli Valley, who's Jewish, of being anti-Semitic, and there was actually there was there was <laughs> black people on Twitter. There was a black woman who said. Uh, Obama was a two-term president. What did Fre- Frederick Douglass ever do? Yep. yep. <laughs> a black woman said that. By the way, that that particular black woman, I'm convinced, is either a sock puppet account or is fucking CIA based on that. Wasn't that the the woman who was like a former Black Panther who was like super like standing Kamala and Biden and like all this shit? And I, I think um, that was the same one. It I may. I, I don't remember exactly what it was on her Twitter bio. Or maybe I, I'm I'm I'm, tw- I'm mi- mixing up my. T- but that was the one who ah, fuck. She had some other horrible take about how ah, MLK would have support or no, oh no, how Fred would have would have supported Biden or like how he would have. There was some. There was some really cringy fucking tweet. They're probably all right. exactly. Albright that's that's what I'm getting at. Oh, so fuck, I've, written, I've got yeah, a I'll couple more paragraphs I wanted to read here that really kind of uh, reveals what Obama's really trying to do. Right. And, and just how nefarious it is. Right. And and what the real, you know, end zone goal here is. So this is great headline, by the way. Uh, this is from a blog from a podcast whose name I can't recall. I apologize. I should have had that in my notes here. But um, headline is defund the police is bold, direct and effective, unlike Barack Obama. <laughs> so right away, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. So uh, just a a few paragraphs here. Obama's book itself seems to be rewriting history and a rationalization of his failure to deliver on his own snappy slogans like hope and change. Yes, we can. And change you can believe in. And most of what he's said on this promotional press tour, including the above statement, is consistent with that theme. Contrary to Obama's characterization that defund the police is not merely a snappy slogan, but is rather a bold, specific, and sensible demand, and a very effective one at that. Less than a month after George uh, George Floyd's murder, dozens of cities throughout the country responded to this rallying cry by cutting funds from their police departments and reallocating the savings into social services. No such reforms would have taken place were it not for the the specificity and forcefulness of the Black Lives Matter protesters. This isn't the first time, however, that Barack Obama has tried to police, if you will, the tone of the BLM movement. In April of 2016, he lamented that they just keep on yelling, quote, uh, as opposed to working within the system and negotiating with lawmakers and elected officials. Uh, in that town hall meeting, he added, quote, you have responsibility to prepare an agenda that is achievable, that can institutionalize the changes you seek, and to engage the other side, and occasionally to take half a loaf that will advance the gains that you seek, end quote. Uh, but in both of these quotes, Obama conflates the roles of grassroots activists and Democratic politicians. He clearly believes that the relationship between the two must be mutually beneficial, implying that if activists and elected officials can't get along, no progress can be made. What he fails to grasp is that it is actually not the responsibility of the activists to prepare an agenda, package it into broadly palatable terms, and engage the other side when necessary in order to implement legislative reforms. That is the sole responsibility of the politicians themselves. The activist's job, on the other hand, is to aggressively and uncompromisingly push politicians 
in the direction of the desired outcomes. In other words, contrary to Obama's assessment, the activist task, task is precisely the opposite of what meeting people where they are is. <clears throat> Social movements exist to change public opinion, not to accommodate it for the sake of certain pol- politicians' electoral prospects. Right. Yeah. By the way, then that the, the tweet I was referring to, I just found, uh, I can't find the original, but I did find a screenshot of one of the replies, which made my fucking head explode because it was, of course, the uh, 32nd anniversary of, of Fred Hampton's murder by the Chicago cops and the FBI um, this week. Oh, 50, 51st? Okay, maybe, yeah. 1969. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, and... So th- this is one of the tweets I saw from uh, at Shu- SHU Boogie. Um, Kamala is a progressive senator who is doing the work Hampton was fighting for. So I imagine he would be supporting her just like his Black Panther friends are doing. So I guess uh, you're now throwing your hat in with the K-Hive now. Hampton was not an idiot. He didn't play stereotype BS. Um, and that was in response to somebody criticizing that woman who was a former Black Panther who was talking about how Fred would have supported Harris as, you know, a visionary for like, it, it just, I, I, I fucking can't with these people. Like I, I, I can't tell if they're just complete fucking idiots or if they're all CIA or if it's Sally Albright in her fucking basement. Like I, I, I like this is the kind of shit that people who aren't on Twitter have a lot better mental health because they don't have to look at shit like this all day and just want to bash their heads against the wall for 20 minutes because like, <laughs> It, it just right. boggles my mind that people. Well, I mean, fucking... it's, it's there's an echo chamber for a reason, right? Like the the CIA doesn't put out, you know, consistent low level mass media for no reason. They do it because they know that's the way you peddle influence. That's how you satiate the masses. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, and it's just hilarious. You know, I, I was actually surprised that Fred Hampton was uh, <clears throat> trending all day long on Twitter that uh, on the other day when it was the fifty first anniversary of his assassination because it was you know we know that like twitter trends are completely manipulated right and the idea that they would have that be a top trend for the whole day and it wasn't even like the 50th it's the 51st so it's it's like not even a like big milestone right and you know they have like their contextualization right because they don't want things to trend without you understanding why anymore right just in case like a un uh you know uh, unsanitized thought takes off right and right. even in like the lead it said you know when he was murdered by the by the police and the fbi and i was like oh they're okay they're just i guess they want people to know about this like what's the what's the catch though like what's the catch right right um but yeah it's weird because you know you, you think about that like I, I and it was you know he was martyred on december 4th right on the calendar right. and uh john brown was martyred on december 2nd which i like we we had just reviewed the the, the good lord bird a series on Showtime recently, so I've been very steeped in uh, dates in history and how they coincide with one another, um, whether, you know, being on the same year in the calendar or, or decades later, and how that, you know, the ways in which those things are significant. Um, so, yeah, I'm never going to forget, like, December 2nd and December 4th now on the calendar because of those those two uh, assassinations. Right. Um, Real days that'll live in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's like, you know, they, of course, they don't want us to really know these histories or if they do, they want us to know a a varnished version of it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, 
and you know speaking of the cia and trying to you know manipulate history uh just to close it out we have some good news uh this week uh and that is of course that venezuela held their elections and uh maduro and uh the socialists were of course ascendant again they won like 67 percent of the vote um and of course, you know, the fucking CIA State Department fucking uh, Washington machine went into full discredit uh, the elections mode immediately. Uh, they they cited the turnout, which was like 38 percent as the reason why it wasn't legitimate, uh, despite the fact that, A, there's a global pandemic going on. B, the CIA has been working full time with Guaido and the opposition to... Uh, put out propaganda about you know like oh well don't go out and vote during a pandemic like they were trying to you know depress the turnout because they of course weren't participating again in the elections because if they actually participated they would have gotten decimated because they, nobody fucking likes one one fucking guido and well, in, 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 in argument that if there's low turnout that that means it's a fraudulent election but yeah, at the low same time every u.s election at the same <laughs> time you know north korea has like 100 percent participation because voting is mandatory there and that's how they say it's it's invalid so right, you, exactly. you can't have it both ways like if it's a low turnout or if it's a high turnout that like both indicates that it's somehow a fraudulent election I, the thing know. that annoyed yeah <laughs> when the thing that annoyed me most is a lot of reporting was like well and you know Juan Guaido is gonna have, now that Juan Guaido has to leave his seat I'm like he didn't fucking ever earn that he didn't he just said he was pre like it's just it's unreal that the level of just acceptance that our fucking shitty uh, U.S. media just goes with whatever the State Department line is. Like, he's president. Yeah. It's not even U.S. media. This is from the BBC. World media, sure. Um, You know, it's just Western media. It's just just programmed to to hate Venezuela. Even The Guardian hates Venezuela. Um, From the BBC, the U.S. and more than 50 other countries recognize Mr. Uh, Guaido as Venezuela's legitimate leader. that's a strange way of saying that 143 countries don't support him as a legitimate leader. <laughs> so right, right. It's like the, the 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 vast majority of nations on earth recognize Maduro uh, and his government, socialist government, as the rightful government. Right, and you know, of course, like the the OAS um, basically said, like we will not be, you know, we don't recognize the outcome of the election, and they said that before the election even took place. Like, how do you? What, what's your fucking? Like, you're not even observing it at that point. You basically just well, the opposition's not participating. Yes, because they chose not to participate, so that you would say it's illegitimate. Like it's, just, <laughs> they know the fucking game. It's just no, it, nobody buys this shit anymore. Right. Other and than they the had a poll. Um, that same BBC article had a poll, uh, and they, they they quoted this, and they said a recent opinion poll indica- uh, indicated indicated that's a weird thing because a poll indicating something. When you have an exact percentage, a uh, recent opinion right. poll indicated that 62.2% of Venezuelans do not support either Maduro or Guaido. How can 62.2, exact percentage like that, be an indication, right? But you look at the phraseology there. Do not support either Maduro or Guaido. It doesn't say that uh, that percentage neither supports both of them. It just says that they don't support either. Right. So mm-hmm. when you phrase it that way, that could very easily mean that 50% doesn't support Guaido and 10% doesn't support Maduro. And you just add those two numbers together. <laughs> right. Right. And I also was I was curious about the poll because they don't link to the poll in the article. So I did a oh, search curious. for this poll. Right. I And I found only three search results for 
the the words Venezuela poll 62.2%. And all three search results were the article itself. Huh, nowhere else. Nowhere else and that article doesn't link to whoever did the poll. So you know some are saying some are saying that. <laughs> I mean, it took all of 5 seconds to debunk their poll that quote unquote indicates something. It's right. worded in such a way as to be completely meaningless. Unreal. You, that, and that, again, that's journalism 101. You never write an article, an online article, and say, this poll, you know, a, a poll indicated that blah, 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 without hyperlinking the word a poll and, and linking to said poll. Like, that's just literally the your first job as, like, a copy editor on a fucking online news publication is to link to a source for whatever you're claiming Unless you just fucking made it up and and you don't plan on citing it because it would completely you know obliterate your argument, like in this case, yeah, unreal, unreal. Just just uh, one unreal. one last little funny thing, and and you mentioned or your response to this was, um, you know, the reason why nobody can parody Trump is because he's just too funny, and like nobody right. can nobody really understands how funny he is, or at least the the radical liberals <laughs> don't right, understand right. how funny Trump is, and and. <laughs> In ways that he intends to be, and actually like in enrages liberals and makes people like us fucking laugh because we know exactly what he's doing and how effective it is. But just right. also the ways that he's funny with in in the ways that he doesn't realize. Yeah, where he's an idiot, <laughs> but he's just fucking. So this was from a very long article. This was just like a, a little aside from it. Um, it was an article trying to make it sound like Trump's just like out of control and you know, flying off the handle and like, you know, he, he sort of pretends to on Twitter to fire up his base, but in real life, you know, you know how deflated he gets about stuff and just kind of shrugs and walks away and doesn't care, you know? Right. <laughs> and so the, the title is Trump's final days of rage and denial. But th- this paragraph sort of uh, undermines that assertion. Uh, so just real quick here, uh, sliding further from the mainstream, the president has aligned himself more with fringe news outlets like One America News Network and the conspiracy theorists of QAnon, who believe the world is run by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles plotting <laughs> against Trump. So just, just, just quick right there. Like, just the fact that that's, like, that's a thing that exists. And just, you, right. Like, you read those words out loud, and you're like, what the fuck? What world do we live in? So, <laughs> continuing. Uh, in a meeting with Republican senators, <clears throat> according to an official uh, confirming a report to the uh, in the Post, Trump said of QAnon followers, that they basically just believe in good government, end quote. (laughs) A comment that left the room silent until his chief of staff, Mark Meadows, volunteered that he had never heard them described that way. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, like, even amongst his own own staff, they're just like, record scratch, what? (laughs) And it's It's like, does he really believe that, or is he just throwing it out there just to kind of like get a right, like see the reaction in the room? But either way, it's right. hilarious. <laughs> right. And, that, and I think that's the difference where we have enough distance where we're not emotionally invested in the fact that he, you know, makes us crazy is that we could look at that and say that's the funniest fucking, the, 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 the unintentional comedic timing of almost everything he fucking says to his team is hilarious uh, and understand that he's an idiot without... Being like, oh well, look at what he thinks about QAnon. Like, it doesn't matter. Who gives a fuck? Like, right. it doesn't. And they're all matter. terrified of him, and they're afraid of contradicting right. him. 
Uh, right. You know, because they know they could lose their job at any second. So they're like, wait, did the boss just tell a joke or is he being serious and we <laughs> right, have to go along with right. it? Like, what, what new level of crazy do we have to, like, pretend There's doesn't layers exist in the to room the, right to now? There's layers to the clarity <laughs> right. of it, right. <laughs> so just the fact that they're in that position and have to, like, go along with whatever fucking whim he has in the moment. And they're all, like, struggling and, like, sweating it out, trying to figure out, like, what new direction they have to change their ideology to fit. <laughs> moment to moment that's the funny part that's the funniest part of it to me at least in this situation yeah no, i agree so yeah uh that that was basically the week but you know fucking uh, just awesome to see that they once again won a legitimate election that everyone will claim is illegitimate and they'll keep trying to and by the way joe biden is going to put the fucking efforts to coup venezuela into overdrive he's already you know, uh, all but indicated that in everything that he said um, in public and in private. So I guess we'll enjoy this while it lasts. But, uh, you know, good to see that the fucking, you know, the Gusanos didn't steal one away from us again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think that about does it for us this week. Uh, yep. Yeah. If you want to support the show, uh, rate, view, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left, uh, facebook.com slash move left idiots, where you can go and find uh, uh, election uh, <laughs> altering tweet, fake tweets uh, about near Tandon. Uh, go check that out, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Um, Patreon.com slash move left, merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. And I'm on Twitter at Bike Slutty. Yep, and the show's Move Left Pod on Twitter. And we will see you next week.
best in here. What better time than now? Oh, hell! Can't stop us now!